Hello and welcome to another episode in our APW podcast series. In this series, we lift the lid on the box marked UK residential property and have a good old rummage through the contents. Today, I'm joined by Callum Williamson, APW property expert, and we're going to be having a look at stamp duty. Um, exciting topic, Callum. It is. Yeah, very exciting. Um, I've got an interesting stat for you, actually. We'll open with something interesting and, and get people hooked in. Stamp duty first came around in the 16th century in Venice and then in the 17th century in the UK. And it's called stamp duty because they used to have to affix a physical wax stamp to uh, to the papers once the tax was paid and, and the term has stuck around ever since. Okay. It was very popular with governments, wasn't it? Um, it was first introduced in England on the 28th of June, 1694, during the reign of William III and Mary II, uh, under an I, I'm going to put on a funny voice now as well, just to liven it up. So this is a 1694 legal uh, representative. An act for granting to their majesties several duties upon vellum, parchment and paper for four years towards carrying on the war against France. Uh, so in the 1702 and 03 financial year, 3,932,933 stamps were embossed in England for a total value of £91,000. There you go. If you, don't, if you don't stay around and listen to the end after that, that performance, nothing will keep you to the end. Well, I'll put it on again. So, for every skin of vellum <laughs> or parchment on which any grant of lands in the fee lease for years or other grant of profit not herein particularly charged shall pass the great seal of England, the seal of the Exchequer, the seal of the Duchy or County Palatine of Lancaster, or Privy Seal, not directed to the Great Seal, shall be engrossed or written the sum of forty shillings. So that was there. It was quite a high tax, forty shillings for a property transaction. No wonder it was so popular, and it's still around with us today. It's still a high tax, yeah. Uh, do you know some of the other things that they um, started having to pay stamp duty on? Yes, it was extended to sales of some other items, um, such as playing cards, wow, um, newspapers, uh, and advertisements, hats, gloves, and mittens, attorneys and solicitors, solicitors licenses. Perfumes, cosmetics, hair powder, receipts, and paper. I know. I stopped buying hair powder once they, uh, because of the stamp duty. <laughs> thing. I just, I just cut it out my weekly shop. That's it. Yeah, it was playing cards for me. That was the first thing to go. Okay, so look back to the present day. Uh, take us through the different thresholds. What's going on? What was announced in the mini budget? So the different thresholds. It, I mean, it changes, you know, if you follow property and follow property news, you will see that, you know, it's it has changed and uh, changes over time. You know, the changes to stamp duty in, I think it was 2020, caused a bit of a sort of uh, a rush to get properties through before extra stamp duty was increased. But uh, most recently, you know, prior to the budget, we had different tiers. First tier was up to £125,000. Second was one hundred and twenty-five to two fifty. Then it was two fifty and above. Uh, but now it's been changed to no stamp duty up to £250,000. So that's your first bracket. Your second bracket then, the portion from two hundred and fifty to 925000 is at 5%. From 925 to 1500000 is at 10%. And then £1.5 million plus is at 12%. So that's if you're purchasing in the UK. And then there's additional levies for 
second properties and being overseas. Yeah, so uh, Kwasi Kwarteng's mini budget then changed all of these rates, as I say, at the end of September. It was primarily earned at, at supporting the bottom end and taking, so uh, having 0% up to £250,000, as you say. There was also a sweetener for first time buyers, which uh, first time buyers don't pay any stamp duty up to 425000 and that threshold was lifted from 300000 so uh, the government claims that 200,000 more people will be taken out of paying stamp duty altogether. Okay, so it's quite a, yeah, it's, you know, it's quite a complicated subject. I think one of the easiest ways to get your head around it is just finding a good stamp duty calculator. As with most things in property, there are good tools out there online, you know, mortgage calculators, stamp duty calculators. I think Knight Frank have a, have a good calculator and I think the UK government money help or something like that also has a good uh, stamp duty calculator just make sure they've been updated i was trying some the other day for last week actually for a client and those two i just mentioned have been updated so you can put in your situation and they'll give you an idea of of the sort of tax you need to pay but when you're working with your solicitor and your conveyancing team if and when you're purchasing property they will also do that for you as well so um you know if you have questions when you're purchasing you can lean on them but um I would suggest having a look at calculators beforehand so you're not surprised by a bill. Yes. Well, uh, using a quick example here, the new threshold that applied from the 23rd of September 2022, I'm going to do it on the average UK house price, which was 292000 according to the land registry. So buyers of the average home will pay stamp duty on the 42000 which is above that threshold of 250000 rather than previously they were paying uh, 5% tax on £167,000 worth of that leap from the previous threshold of 125. So that means that the stamp duty payable on the average UK home will be 2100 rather than 4600 But again, don't trust my figures here. Go to that stamp duty calculator online. Now, the bad news is for people with buying second homes and uh, people buying from abroad. Um, what's the damage there, Callum? Yeah, that's it. I mean, it does. Um, it's it, it sort of starts adding up when you're an investor and you're living overseas, which I think majority or a lot, most people listening to this will be investors. And sort of, I would guess, a large portion of them will also be living overseas. So if it's a second home or a buy to let, then there's an additional 3% surcharge on top of those rates you've mentioned. And then if you're an overseas buyer, there's an additional 2% levy. So what is an overseas buyer if you're not present in the UK for at least 183 days, half the year, during the 12 months before you purchase, then you're not a UK resident. One thing we get asked quite a lot, you know, 5% as a minimum, and then the base levels on top, you know, is, well, that's a lot of money to be paying for property. Yes, it is. And I think it makes sort of flipping property and buying property to renovate it and sell it on within six months, 12 months. It makes that quite uh, unattractive now. But if you're buying longer for the longer term, right, then, you know, your year's worth of good property price growth and you're going to make those costs back. So if you're in it for the long term, you shouldn't worry about it too much. Yes, yeah, so, uh, there are more caveats as well. Um, looking through the government website, which was about you don't have to pay as much if the second home thing, if you're transferring your tax residency, you're making your new purchase your main home. And that then gets quite complicated because 
if you transfer from one home to another, so you buy a second property, uh, but you're intending to move out of your first property, you have to then sell your main, your first property before you can get this uh, stamp duty exemption. And you have to sell it within three years. And there are very complicated rules about that. And I'm presuming that the weirdness of it, there is a kind of natural sense to it, which is that it's about divorce. It's about a divorced couple who live in a main home. And if someone, if they want to buy a second one, then there's a complicated process that they have to go as to who owns what and who has the tax to pay. So if you want to go down a rabbit hole, have a look at the government website and have a look at those caveats and exemptions. There are also different rules and rates if you're a corporate body. So if you own through a company, you don't pay the same rates. We've covered this in a podcast before. If you're buying six or more residential properties, uh, there are there are some uh, different rates that apply. Uh, shared ownership properties and then multiple purchases between the same buyer and seller, which, again, you need proper tax advice and legal advice as to how if you do try uh, how to avoid paying the full hefty whack if you're an overseas investor and you're buying more than one property. Final comment on stamp duty, Callum? Lighten the mood? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just as well we haven't got Stuart here, otherwise he'd be, you know, we'd be adding 10 minutes to the podcast with a rant. But um, I think, you know, if you're overseas, just be just be aware of the fact that you have got those baseline charges. You know, you've got the 2% levy and if it's a buy-to-let, there's another three. So it's going to be a minimum of 5% if you're buying buy-to-let uh, as an overseas person. When you're doing your research, use the stamp duty calculator, have a look at a few to see if they all sort of tally up with people. And then, you know, have a chat with someone if you want to have a chat with a tax advisor. You know, it's free to have those conversations and, you know, just do a bit of research around it. But um, yeah. I guess last word is it's it's not a great tax, but um, if you're in it for the long term, then you know you soon sort of um, get rid of it with property price growth. So, um, so yeah, do your research, use the tools online, and don't worry too much if it's for the long term. Okay, but that's really all we've got time for at the moment. Until then, it's goodbye from Callum. Goodbye, Paul. Thanks, and it's goodbye from me, Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.